Hi, guys. Thanks for tuning in this episode of the Nick Egan Times. On this episode, we have an awesome guest. We have Terry Caldwell from the amazing and massive hit group E17. E17 has achieved over 18 top 20 singles in the UK and have had massive success with um, four top 10 albums worldwide. E17 has sold over 18 million worldwide, which is worldwide, sorry, which is crazy. Some of their hits um, include Deep, It's Alright, House of Love, Day Another Day, which has over 8 million views on YouTube today, West End Girls, Let It Rain, Around the World, and Thunder. Uh, joining me on the podcast right now is Terry Coldwell from E17. Uh, welcome, Terry, and thanks for coming on my podcast. Thank you very much. How are you doing? You all right? I'm good, mate. What about you? you? How's life? How's life at the UK? Yeah, very good. It's been a crazy year and a half, should I say. <laughs> it has, Yeah, mate. it's been it a crazy has. year, mate. It's been a crazy year, but no, it's, it's been good. It's, yeah, I've how... spent some quality time with the family and stuff. Yeah, how... how is... creative as well. Yeah, tell me about... Uh, I saw that you've got, obviously, the new album 24-7 coming out. And um, the new hit "Crying" that's going to be on all of the networks and um, YouTube. Tell me about that. Yeah, we've got a new album uh, called. Well, well, as it goes, it's, it's not that new, but we've uh, remastered it. We, we released it in Australia a couple of years ago because we was touring Australia and we didn't know that the next time we were going to go there. Um, and yeah, so we have decided to release it to the rest of the world now. It's been remastered and stuff. Uh, we got we got a brilliant new music video. Uh, with the first single off of that album, which is Crying. Um, yeah, we're really excited, really excited for it. Yeah, 100%, especially the fans down here in Australia and worldwide that obviously have grown up and loving E17. Um, yeah, so tell me, how has life affected you personally, professionally, and E17 generally since the pandemic has hit? Uh, yeah, no, it's been good. We had, we had, we, we, we had like over a hundred shows cancelled. Um, but, but no, it's been good. It's given me time to spend quality time with my family, uh, with homeschooling and stuff. Uh, I've been creative as well, writing new tracks, uh, for the next album, this one coming out, the next album after that. Um, but yeah, no, it's been all right. It's been, it's been cool. We've had to shield, uh, one of our daughters has got, uh, three holes in the heart. Uh, so we've had to shield her a lot. Um, but she's been fine. Everyone's yeah. It's been it's been okay. It's been okay. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear you that. Know, I just feel sorry for people that have lost loved ones and and stuff like that. You know that there's there's the way I see it is there's there's millions of people out there that, that's in a worse situation than me. So um so so that's they're, they're the people I feel sorry for. Yeah, for sure. It's um it's a crazy time we're living in, and here in Sydney we're back in lockdown again. So it's just a ongoing oh, battle for me, mate. Yeah, um, yeah, we're not fully back crazy, yet. So yeah, so it's just it's up and down. It's just like what a time to be alive. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Tell me, take us back. Tell me about um, obviously your family and growing up um, before E17. So what was that like, and how was that like? Um, yeah, it was good. You know, my mum and dad were working class people, um, and yeah, you know, I, I got whatever I wanted on my birthdays and Christmas. Um, but yeah, you know, I wouldn't say we struggled, struggled because, you know, my dad was a, a hard worker. He used to work with the people that lay in the main gas pipes in the roads and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, life was all right. You know, I, I got in trouble a lot of times with the police. <laughs> I shouldn't be really saying that. But yeah, I got, you know, but it adds to the name, doesn't it? The bad boys are pops. But yeah, <laughs> it was nothing, nothing really, really bad. You know what I mean? Just 
me being stupid, really, as a, as a, as a youngster. But yeah, I love I love music. I love dancing. I used to break dance in the eighties, and then um, and then I went up kind of like street dancing, and, and I just I just love music, really. Amazing. Where where did you know that obviously it was headed to go towards E17? Was music always something, and that's kind of I guess the industry that is where yeah, you were headed. Yeah, it's funny, really, because I had loads of jobs. Even when I was at school, I had a Saturday job, I had a Sunday job, I had a paper round in the morning, um, and I worked in a sweet shop after school, back in shelves and stuff. So, you know, music was my love. Uh, dancing was my love. So, you know, it's, it's quite weird, really, because I used to pray to God. Please. I didn't know how to be in a band or, or anything like that. And uh, I used to pray because I used to love it so much. And then it, it kind of happened, you know, Tony knew my old sister because they were around the same age um, and he knew I could dance and stuff. And then one day he kind of approached me and said, do you want to be part of this band? And I said, oh, I'd love to meet. And then it kind of all happened from there, really. Wow, that's amazing. And that was around 1990, is that right? What's that, mate? Was that around 1990, 1991? Yes, when it all happened? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it yeah. would have been, yeah, that would have been about 1991. And then the beginning of 92, we, we spent a year like in the studio and stuff. Beginning of 92 is when we got the record deal and released the, the first single. How was that time for you? So what, what was it like? Like obviously coming from obviously where you were, going into obviously massive stardom and the fame and obviously everything just happening how was that for you how did that personally affect you um it was exciting it was exciting you know i remember i remember first being in the band i went back to my house i said to my dad i'm in a band and he went no you ain't get back to work (laughs) (laughs) and uh he went no you ain't get back to work mate you ain't in no band and then when we signed the deal because I was only 17 and you had to be 18 to sign a record deal. So my dad had to sign it for me. And then when he saw it was for a million pound, it was just like, I think he was, he was kind of, um, took back by it all. You know what I mean? Well, wow. yeah, no, it was good. It was exciting times. You know, it, it was, you know, it, it was my dream. I dreamed of it for so long. Um, and then it was finally happening. So yeah, it, it was crazy. You know, we worked the first three, the first three years, we worked seven days a week flying here there and everywhere you know um so tiring you know we was all run down but you know that i think that's what you have to do to get to the top but yeah it was it was exciting it was it was new it was you know i'd I'd never been abroad until i'd been in the band i've never been abroad on holiday and i think we always had holidays in england um with my family but yeah so it was exciting you know going to different countries seeing different you know seeing um the, the, the way the people live there and it, it was really good really really good that's incredible um what was obviously the process with all the songs and getting that because you just had hit after hit and the consistency of it uh during that period especially um yeah what was what was the process of all that how did that all transpire too uh that was that was mainly the um uh, we, we we paid out of our own pockets to go in the studio from our normal jobs uh, to begin with just before we got the record deal uh, to do demos and stuff like that demo tracks and then um, the rec- once we got the deal the record company then remixed some of the songs up uh, with with the top producers at the time and then um, and then yeah they kind of yeah I'd say the label kind of picked 
what songs to come out really. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Um, what what is your favourite song that you've ever done for E17? Uh, the favourite song is now like performing and stuff like that. I'd say that it's all right because it's just a feel good song. The lyrics are just feel good. Um, I'd say Stay Another Day, the Christmas one, because it was number one in, in England for six weeks. And I think it was the only number one we had in England, but it, it was just special being Christmas and for it to sort of kind of be in the chart for that long at number one. Um, I like them all really. They've all got something different about them. Yeah, that's amazing. And yeah, Stay Another Day, um, personally, that's one of my favorite songs. And yeah, like looking on YouTube, eight million views to this day and still going. So. It's amazing, mate. Like, it's amazing. Even the video clip, I was watching it earlier. Like, yeah, it's just, it was ahead of its time, too, I believe, just the way it was all done. Yeah, I I think, yeah, definitely. I think Stone Other Day, it's a timeless record, I think. Yeah. It's just timeless. You can't, you you know, it don't kind of go in and out of fashion. It's just there. Um, Yeah, it's, it's just amazing to be a part of that track, definitely. 100%. 100%. And tell me about, obviously, um, where E17 is at now, and obviously you're still going, you're still going well, you're doing amazing. Um, yeah, E17, E17 is, is, yeah, we're doing well, yeah, yeah, we're doing loads of shows. Um, I'm the only original now in the band. Uh, about eight years ago, uh, Tony decided he wanted to go solo um, after we'd written an album as a group. And I'll be honest with you, I was like, but we haven't even promoted this album yet. But anyway, he decided to go solo, and I was like, well, you know, I want to carry on with the band. Because I got Tony back in the band, and then he went solo. So um, the, the guy who was managed at the time, he said, oh, I've got someone here um, who could join you, and his name was Robbie Craig, and he had some hits with the Artful Dodger in the around two, the year 2000. He had a big hit with Craig David and the Artful Dodger with Woman Trouble, what, what Robbie wrote. Um, and I love DJing and I DJ garage music myself. So I, I kind of already bought some of Robbie's songs when they come out. So I knew <laughs> yeah, the right. ability and stuff like that. And I was like, mate, it'd be great. I know the guy could definitely sing. He's an amazing singer. Um, and we kind of took it from there, really. We didn't know where it was going to go or anything. Uh, so at the time, it was me, John and Robbie in the band. And, um, yeah, we started off with small shows. And then they got bigger and bigger. You know, we went in a dance studio. We made sure everything was quiet. And, um, yeah, we progressed it to being the most booked band in Europe. Wow, that's astonishing. That is absolutely astonishing. Um, go back just quickly to, obviously, the rivalry you had with Take That. How was that like for yourself personally? Like, how... Was that like a good rivalry or was it a negative rivalry? How? Yeah, yeah. I think it was kind of a harmless rivalry, to be honest with you. And I think it all got kind of, the rivalry thing got established by the media. They kind of brought that rivalry on. Um, I remember like sitting down in a magazine interview and, and uh, the, the, the guy answered, uh, asking us the questions was like, I'll take that, said this about you. And he was just like, I will say that back about them and then the papers kind of got hold of it and they created this rivalry between us. But whenever we saw them, it was always okay, really. 
you know, we talked to, yeah. we'd normally just see Robbie Williams at the bar in the hotel or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was like, it, it was, you know, he's cool, mate. He's cool. I remember seeing Robbie Williams in the corridor of the hotel and he had beat playing in his headphones. And he was like, <laughs> I love this track, bro. I was like, I absolutely love this track. Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of harmless rivalry, but the papers loved it and it kind of brought us both up the ladder, kind of thing quicker than I suppose if, if uh, we hadn't had that sort of publicity. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because obviously it was definitely well publicised and obviously um, as famous. It probably actually, looking back in hindsight too, it probably helped both the bands obviously even get more publicity too because, you know, the media really played on it as well. Yeah, they did. Oh, the media loves all that, don't they? 100%. <laughs> <laughs> the people <laughs> rolling stones, take that. It's like... You know, it's, it's, you've got, you've got years and years of, of two battle oasis blur. You know, you've got years and years of, of, of rivalry between two bands, what the papers kind of get hold of and, and create this big sort of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> 100%, 100%. What's, um, <laughs> the, what's the best place that you've ever performed at that you can recall? Like, what was the best memory of performing? I love Australia. Life? I absolutely love Australia. And, you know, I would move to Australia because I love it that much. You're I welcome. Love come Australia. down. Come down. We can have a beer together. Cheers, mate. I've made <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe when I'm older and the band's not going anymore and, you know, that's, that'll be my final resting place, Australia. <laughs> um, uh, we, uh, we played Red Square, which over a million people turned up. But we also, two years ago, we played... Uh, it's actually... It's on YouTube, the video. We played... Um, is it 30 years? 20 years, 30 years of the Berlin Wall coming down and we played at the gates of the Berlin Wall. Um, wow. Where it was very, uh, New Year's Eve that was, and it was a very mild New Year's Eve and they estimated over a million people turning up in the streets where the stage was, was all set up. But it was on TV and they estimated about 10 million people watching it on TV. So that was only two years ago and, and that was amazing as well. Um, wow. Yeah, there's so many different amazing places. You know, we went to... Um, we played in uh, probably about four years ago, five years ago. We went to China and played in one of the emperor's uh, old palaces, uh, which is the ancient wall of the Tong, um, which was amazing because I've never been to China. And it, um, yeah, it, it was it was just it was a long trip for a few days, for two, three days. But uh, but it, it was just amazing. You know, we drove past the Great Wall of China and we all got out and. A selfie in front of it and stuff. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, 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 there's so many amazing memories, to be honest with you. Um, uh, what's another one? Um, yeah, touring Australia, uh, for the first time, because we was number one out there at the time as well when we toured Australia, um, which made it extra special. Um, yeah, yeah, there's just so many memories. And I love yeah. it all, even though, you know, the other guys ain't in the band no more. You know, I still cherish the moments I spent with them, um, and 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 very grateful, you know, for all the times, all the good times we had, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking to someone else about E17 recently, saying that obviously back then you really, um, when obviously there was about the peak, um, you really inspired a generation, obviously with the dress and the way you carried yourselves and the whole culture of E17. Um, at that time, you obviously you were extremely popular, and just the I guess the younger generation specifically too. You really 
had an impact on them as well. So yeah, like it's amazing. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, yeah, I think, you know, we came out, uh, we was into like American hip hop and R and B. So that's where the dress, the baggy trousers, like, was kind of influenced from. Um, and yeah, I, I think it, it, we was just so different to everyone else out there, um, at the time. Um, but kind of everyone in Walthamstow that was into hip hop now, like dressed how we just, you know, all of, all, all of our mates dressed like us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, I think it was just something different and something fresh for the, um, um, for, for, for the people really. Yeah. Um, and, and then we, we've done the army camouflage thing in deep, which kind of carried on. But it's quite strange really, cause like everything kind of cycles round. Fashion cycles round. Well, I don't think flares will, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> In England, we had a flares thing going on early nineties as well. Um, yeah. but yeah, I don't think that one will go back around in fashion, but, but yeah, yeah, it, it, it was, um, and I think people like the bad boy thing as well, you know, everything was kind of, everything pop was kind of, um, like you could take home to your mum, you know what I mean? I remember you can take out to your mum where it went, A17 camera. I remember going on tour and the papers, front page of the, the Sun newspaper in England, lock your daughters up, A17. <laughs> 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 so yeah, that just says it all, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There would have been a lot of ammunition back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Thank God. Thank God cameras on phones weren't available then. Yeah, no, no social media, nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what um what inspires Terry um daily? What what is what makes you get so motivated to be so consistent with what you're doing too? Um just just love of my job, mate. I absolutely yeah. love it. I've been I've been I've been on stage on crutches, I've been on stage really unwell. But you know, what motivates me is I know the effort that gets put into to putting on shows by promoters. Yeah, they have to pay for posters, radio advertising, uh, all sorts of stuff that goes on in the background. And I don't want to let people down. I absolutely love what I do. I think it's the best job in the world. I'm absolutely grateful for for for, for my position. And, you know, that that's what motivates me. That's what motivates me. Obviously, my family as well, you know, feeding my family and stuff, it is important. Um, but yeah, just because just I, I absolutely love what I do. I absolutely love it. And that's my motivation every day. Yeah, that's amazing. Well done. Yeah. What, um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're a great guy. What other, what other passions and hobbies do you have aside, obviously, from your love? Obviously, this is your incredible, um, amazing passion that you're doing, obviously, and your love for your job. <laughs> but what do you like to do, obviously, on the outside of that? Uh, well, I write music, so I taught myself how to produce. So I produce music as well. I've got a little setup at home where I do my um, basic writing. Um, yeah, that kind of motivates me. Um, what else do I love doing? Do you know what? I've got, I've got two little kids, four-year-old and a two-year-old at the minute. The most of my time goes in there. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Congratulations. Like daddy, yeah. daddy, daddy all day long. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, a lot of my time goes in there. But what else do I love? I love, um, I love films. I love watching movies. I'm actually in a film coming out. Uh, once COVID restrictions lift, we're going to start filming. It's about a true story about music industry, um, about these two guys. And I, I'm playing one of the lead roles and Jimmy from 911 is playing the other lead role. So, um, yeah, it's called The Blag. 
eventually that'll be out. Um, yeah, hopefully that'll be out soon. Well, congratulations. Um, I was just saying on the little ones and on that too, mate. You're really, really kicking That's some true. goals, aren't you? Got to get it all out of the way now, mate. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What is the what is the plan for E17 and Terry as well going into the future? What does that look like? Um, yeah, just new music, uh, lots of shows. Um, you know, we we do go in a recording studio and uh, a rehearsal studio, and we and we try and better the shows each year. Um, see, that's a commitment in the band at the moment. The, the, the members that are in the band we're, we're very committed to putting on making our shows better and better each year. Uh, just bringing out good music all the time, getting good remixes done. Um, and yeah, and just touring and just enjoying everything we do. There's no divas in the band, no dramas. And we go away, we have a good time. You know, sometimes we'll have a drink and get drunk. Uh, very rarely, but when it does happen, we, we kind of go over the top and we have a brilliant night, even I'm probably hugging the toilet all night. <laughs> 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 but, you know... You've got to have them moments as well because they're the moments that, that they're the memories that stay in your mind. But most of the time, you know, we'll go back to the hotel, we'll, we'll have one beer or something. We'll go back to the hotel, we'll have some nice food. Um, and you know, we'll just have a chat in, 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 in the rooms because we manage ourselves. We'll, we're always having a chat on, on, you know, how to better the band, how to, you know, do this and do that. And, and yeah, but the main thing is, you know, creating memories and, and really enjoying what we do. That's amazing. If you could go back in time, obviously you're 17 and obviously on top of your game and it's starting to transpire for you. If there was anything you could take back in life, if you could go back in the time machine and take it back, is there anything or what would you change back then? Um, no, because I believe, you know, everyone makes mistakes in life. Um, but you've got to learn from your mistakes. That's what I believe. Um, everyone's always learning in life as well. No one knows everything. Everyone's always learning. And do you know what? It's kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm in a really happy place at the moment. Like I said, I, I really, I respect the other guys for the time that I spent with them and, you know, traveling the world with them and stuff. But now it's kind of, it's more controlled by us now. Like I said, we manage ourselves and, and we see ourselves as professionals. You know, I've been doing it 30 years now. It's crazy. 30 years. And it, yeah. it's just, you know, it's, I don't regret nothing. You know, I've, I've had money. I ain't had money. I've, like, I've gone through two divorces where I've lost a lot of money as well. I've gone to live back at my dad's at one point. Um, and you know, that's what's motivated me to, you know, make things work, make things work. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. um, that's my motivation. It's, you know, it ain't, but that's the one thing. It's not about the money. That's the one thing. It's about the love of it. It's about the love of what I do in the band. Um, it's, it's not about the money. The money helps. But, uh, it, it, yeah, it, it's the love. It's the love for, for going out and performing for people. It's the love for creating music. It's the love for doing music videos. It's, yeah, it's, it's just the love, the love for it. Yeah, well, you can tell because of the longevity of it. So, like, yeah, it's like, amazing what you've done and obviously 30 years mate like that's just that's just mind-blowing um yeah you've done you've no, done amazing and you, thank can, you. and you can tell through the passion um obviously the way you're talking you can just tell like yeah so um that's amazing um one other question with the uk 
and the pandemic and everything that's obviously happened there and the lockdown that you guys went through, how do you think they handled it and where do you see the United Kingdom not getting too political here going into the future? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, obviously, I've had to tell what I wanted to travel, so I've had it done, you know what I mean? Um, I think, yeah, I think, to be honest with that, a lot of people worried because it hasn't been researched enough. Yeah. Um, you know, this is why people are worrying. Uh, and, and I can, I can understand that. I've had it done because I need to travel. Um, because I love what I do. I love my job. So, but, um, yeah, I think we'll come out of it. I think maybe there'll be some restrictions for people that ain't had the jab. That's, that's my, my point of view. I think, yeah. you know, um, they'll make it difficult for people flying that want to travel and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think we'll come out of it. I think we'll definitely come out of it. I hope we do anyway. Um, yeah, there ain't really too much to say, really. It's been a very, very crazy year. Very crazy year. Um, like I said, I feel sorry for the people that lost loved ones over this and, and stuff like that. Um, and lost houses and lost their businesses and lost, you know, and lost loads, you know what I mean? Yeah, I couldn't agree more too, especially here, like, our small businesses are suffering and my heart goes out to them, you know, like, that's their whole yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy, especially, you know, people that have had their businesses for years as well. Right. You know, and, and they've had to, cause a lot of these businesses and stuff run on, on, on the monthly thing. You know, you need that monthly income coming into your business to to pay the bills. And you know, they're the ones that have got, got wiped out. They're all the ones that have got wiped out. You know, the entertainment industry's really, really suffered in England. Um, you know, theatres and musicians and and people like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. But I hope you know. I hope we every I hope the world comes out of it. Not just England. I hope the world comes out of it and and, and everyone can move on from this. Yeah, for sure. Couldn't agree more. Um yeah, on that note, Terry, thanks for coming on my podcast. I really do Thank you, man. It. And mate, I cannot wait to come back to Australia, mate. I know, I you're welcome, mate. We're gonna go have a beer uh, when I you get down here. <laughs> where, where where's your base? Where are you based in Australia? Uh Manly. Do you know Manly? Sydney? Like, I'm in Sydney, but there's a suburb in an area like the beach, Manly Beach. Well, mate, when we're in Sydney next, mate, definitely come over, come to the gig, we'll sort you out VIP and everything. It'd be lovely to meet you face to face. 100%, mate. Looking forward to it.